Well, amen. Let, let's give our worship a round of applause. They sang two of my most, uh, most songs that I really like. <laughs> so, good for you guys. <laughs> good job. You guys picked good songs. <laughs> well, before we get started, I just want to welcome each one of you to Encounter Church. Um, I hope each one of you has had a great week and is having a great weekend. I myself recently came back from a vacation trip. My family and I, yeah, we went to the state of Oregon, and even though it was a 12, 13-hour drive to get there, uh, it was well worth it. It was just nice to be able to relax and not worry about any work or anything that usually stresses me out. It's something I really needed, and I'm just grateful that we made it there and back safely. But I am glad to be back, and as I was telling Pastor Daniel, I feel like I came back recharged and full of energy. <laughs> you see, sometimes life's worries can drag you down and sometimes even burn you out. So today, what I want to talk about is on not letting your fire burn out. But as we move forward, I would like to just lead us in prayer. So if you can just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for each one of us that is here today. I pray that you may open each one of their hearts, Lord, and, and that the word that you speak today, Lord, that it just may stay in there. And Lord, we give you all praise and all glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. So as Pastor Daniel had mentioned last week, uh, that we, we were finished with the series for a little bit. And we'll probably start one again around September, if I'm not mistaken. So, when Pastor Daniel told me that I would be able to preach on anything I want, I was like, yes. Finally, I can bring the house down with an awesome sermon that, I've been, that I had in mind for a while. But I was just kidding. I think that's just something I wanted to be able to say. But sadly, I didn't have one in mind. And so I wouldn't be able to bring the house down. Usually, uh, com coming up with a sermon is kind of it's tough. And you, know, you got to put a lot of mind and a lot of prayer in, in it. But... But I remember that when I came back from my trip, I just felt more better within myself and not so tired anymore. I, it felt, I felt like if I got a good rest and just felt like if I had regained a lot of my energy back. <clears throat> and then I remember hearing Pastor Daniel's sermon last Sunday. And when he was talking about the introvert and extrovert type, I felt that God was leading me to, to, to also talk about not letting the fire burn out. You see, because if we don't recognize what is it that is hurting our fire and withdrawing it from the source, then we will find ourselves spiritual dead and even cutting off everything that God has intended for each one of us to be a part of. In the book of Romans, chapter 12, 9 through 17 says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Ever, ever what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving pre preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, and, bl and bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regards for good things in the sight of all men. So, there are ways for one to recognize if your fire is depleting. But this is where you need to be honest with yourself and ask yourself and compare the following. How does my fire look like when it's flamed? How does it look like when the flame is going down? 
And how does it look like when it's completely out? So the verses that we just read helps us to understand, answer the first two questions. Because this chapter shows us how our flames ought to be and the way they will remain flamed. So when you see that, they, that you are not really living like how these verses teach us to be, then you need to stop and look within yourself and say that there is something that is not all right here. Now, when someone's fire is completely out, they will just lose int all interest of what it, meant, what it means to follow Jesus. You see, being Christians doesn't mean that you are not going to have problems or that you're never going to fail Jesus. It is not an easy job, and I know everyone goes through their own tribulations. But like in the book of 1 Chronicles 16.11 says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. See, we need to hold on to the hands of Jesus because if we let go of it, then that's when life gets trickier. Also, being Christian doesn't mean you need to learn everything that's in the Bible right away. It doesn't make you less of a Christian for not knowing everything that's in the Bible. See, many people learn differently and in their own time. As Pastor Daniel said in his last sermon, being a Christian doesn't mean we have all the answers. I saw this one video on YouTube where they were talking about a lady who drank three gallons of water in two hours. And when, what happened to the lady was shocking. She started getting seizures and her brain started swelling up. You see, drinking water itself was not the problem. The problem was that she consumed too much water rapidly and that's what caused a problem in her brain. And I'm not saying for those who try to read the Bible all day is doing something bad. Only one knows their own body and how much they can take. But what I am trying to say is that even God himself knew that there are times to work and times to rest, as he rested in, in the seventh day. So taking a break is okay. But of course, there will be people that may know more about the Bible than others, and that is okay. But just don't let that intimidate you, and don't feel sorry for yourself. And when I say to not let another person intimidate you, I'm saying it because there are arrogant people out there that will sometimes try to belittle you and make you feel small, just because you don't know as much as them. But just remember that God loves each one of us the same. And just because someone knows more than you doesn't mean God loves you any less. You see, as Christians, we need to be united and help each other out because we never know how the other person may be feeling. So one way you can help someone out by getting through a burnout is to motivate them by helping them to remember the role that God has called each one of his disciples to be. This will help out because usually when someone is going through a really tough time in their life, that can cause them to lose sight of the importance of what God had called them to do. As I mentioned in the beginning, life worries can sometimes hold us back from seeing what God has in store for each one of us. The person that comes to my mind when talking about going through harsh tribulations is Job. You see, Job was a regular person. He had a wife, kids, possessions, and so on. But the most important thing that Job had was the love that he had for God. You see, Job realized everything he had, he had was a blessing that God had given to him, onto him, and he was the only one who could take it away. Never once did he curse God. He understood the importance of what God had called him to be. And even though he was not in an uplifting position, he still praised God. Job's fire not only did it not go out, but he kept feeding it with the truth to keep it lit. Because if you remember in the story of Job, even his wife was telling him to just curse God and die. If he would have listened to her 
and fed his uh, fire with anger, resentment, and just bitterness, his fire would have surely burnt out, and he would never have attained the great blessing that came after the storm. Sometimes there will be people out in the world that instead of trying to feed your fire with the grace and unconditional love of God, they will feed it with the opposite and try to just and try to make your fire burn out. So that you can't attain the great blessing that God wants to bless you with. See, Genesis 50, 20 says, But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. So, as we have learned from Job, no matter what tribulations you're going through, remember, remember that whatever the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. And we need to keep moving forward and lighting our fire with the truth and grace of God because we can't do this without God. So if anyone is going through a tough situation right now, just remember that God gives the toughest battles to the strong and courageous warriors and you will come out on top. So as long as you hold on to the one that gives us strength. So not only do we have Job as a great example for the importance of keeping your fire lit, our fire lit. We also have Jesus who went far and beyond for us so that we can have an opportunity to live a, uh, a life full of abundance and just love for one another. I just want to share a, a story about me and, my, and how my fire was burning out. See, I myself have gone through a tough situation where I sometimes question if I am actually able to keep moving forward as a follower of God. I remember in the beginning when I first started this journey of following Jesus, I was so pumped up and just wanted to go tell everyone to go follow Jesus. I remember when I was going to Bible studies, I would come home and tell my mom that uh, everything I learned, I like I could conquer everything and just like nothing could bring me down. Then time went on and I fell and I had fell for the temptations that the world was throwing at me. So then I slowly started pulling myself away from the church and from my faith because I was no longer feeding my fire with the truth, but instead I was feeding it with egoism. So at the time I left the church, I stopped praying, I stopped reading my Bible and so on. So for a while, I thought I was having a good life, even if that meant not having Jesus at the center of my life. But slowly life started catching up and I just remember that everything life was throwing at me was starting to get so difficult. I felt like if I had someone, if someone had just like done some type of spell on me and just started making my life much harder on me. Everything was falling apart. I remember I bought a brand new car and within some months in having it, I ended up getting into a car accident. Even after, that, even after they fixed my car, a lot more stuff was breaking down on it. And I remember just feeling so frustrated because every time I took my car to get fixed, I always had to pay so much money for it. And then I had another car that needed to get fixed within also a couple months of buying it. And then I, had, I was having a lot of problems with my ex-wife at the time. So then that's when my mom would talk to me and always tell me that I needed to start putting God at the center of my life again. So I did start, I started praying, reading my Bible again, but my life was not having it well for me still. My partner and I, we ended up still having a lot of problems and we ended up going through a divorce. That was the worst time of my life that I was going through. Not only did I ever, never think I would be getting a divorce, but 
that I would no longer be sleeping next to my daughter every night. So for me, I felt like my fire was so low that it was so hard to see what God had planned for me. But during that time of my lowest, Pastor Daniel and Sister Elida, they were always there for me. They helped me to keep my head up and just motivate me to see that God was not done with me, that God was still in control and that, some, and that something great is on the other side of the storm. I remember one day that Pastor Daniel and I, we were on our way to a young adult service. And on, that, on the way, we were talking about putting up a church plant so that we could start reaching the people of Lodi with the great news of Jesus Christ. And all I remember telling him was that, yeah, we need to get that up and running. <laughs> but who knew, uh, a year later, we would actually have this church plant up and running. And it's been a blessing, and it's been great. And even though we are a small church, I believe that this church will keep growing. And I'm happy and grateful to be a part of a team that, that has the same drive to follow Jesus. And also, now my ex-wife and I are happily co-parenting my, our beautiful daughter. And even though it didn't work out with her, God still made everything work out for the better. So we just have, the lesson here is that we have to keep following and feeding our fire with the love of Jesus. Because without God, everything is so hard. Like, everything starts being so complicated. And, you know, as sometimes, like, we can be so arrogant that we forget all this. And, and this the arrogance that stops us from achieving what God has, in plan, has planned for us, man. But, so as the worship team makes their way up, I just want to leave off with, with uh, when you see that there is a situation that seems impossible to get through, just remember to keep your fire burning with the unconditional love of Jesus and that there is something great waiting for you on the other side. Amen. So we can just bow our heads. Lord, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for what you have taught us here today, Lord. I pray that this word may stay within each, each of our hearts, Lord, and that no matter what we go through in life, no, we know that you are in control, Lord. You are the one that gives us strength, and you are the one that will always see us, get us through the other side. I pray, Lord, for everyone that's here in the room, and pray for those out in the world, Lord. I pray that you may help us to reach the city of Lodi and just keep giving us strength, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen.